Hi friends, welcome back to my dating palooza with Katie Danner and Courtney Badran. Today we are going to be discussing the Mormon missionary that I dated and waited for for two years. Welcome to Dating in Utah. We will get right into it. Thanks for joining. Hi, Katie. Hi. I am so excited for this episode. We're jumping into one of your dating stories today. And we're going all the way back to when you were 16 years old, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, And we're going to be talking about the missionary that you waited for. Yes. Okay. And so this is, uh, I'm so excited for this story because it's going to be the first time I've heard it. So I'm going to be enjoying it alongside the listeners. And not only that, I don't even really know what a missionary is or why you would be waiting for, for them. (laughs) (laughs) So all of this is going to be new to me. Um, So where do you want to begin? Okay. So, um, so first of all, so this is when I was 16 years old and (laughs) so this is not the first person I dated. The first time I date, I had a boyfriend was when I was 15, but this is 16 years old. Fast forward to 16. Um, and we'll, we'll just get right into the story. Um, so this is going to give you an, a kind of a glimpse of what dating is like in Utah. I mean, nowhere else (laughs) in the world, would this be a cultural norm to to wait for a Mormon missionary for two years and write him and hope to marry him when he gets home? So that's kind of a normal thing here. Anyways, I was one of those girls. So so let's let's rewind back to to when I met this guy. Yeah, because <laughs> so, he wasn't he wasn't a missionary when you met him. No, no, no. So I was 16 years old. It was one of my first jobs. I was a lifeguard at a water park. And um, we went to training. We had to go to training like five days a week in after school or whatever. And there was a guy. I mean, there was, there was a few head guards. And then there was a head head guard. And this guy, um, the head like head guard, was, was one of my trainers. And so, you know, we would go into the water and the deep end and he would train me and he would have to go all the way down like nine or 10 feet and I would have to rescue this guy. And he was 18 years old. Okay. And I'm 16. He's 18. And I would have to go all the way down and and get this six foot three guy and, and rescue him all the way up (laughs) and practice Heimlich maneuver on him and everything. (laughs) Mouth to mouth. Um, no, we didn't do mouth to mouth, but here's the thing. All the girls thought that this guy was cute and he was like the head, head lifeguard, head haunch. He was 18. He was charming. He was funny. He was tan and good looking. And, you know, we got, I got paired up with him. I don't know how that happened. I got paired up with the hottie head lifeguard. And, you know, he would swim me over to, to the edge of the pool after I would rescue him. And, and he started talking to me and asking me questions. And he said, you know, pretty, pretty quick on. He's like, are you Mormon? Are you LDS? And I was like, no. And he said, oh, are you Catholic? And I said, no, because that's the only alternative here. <laughs> yeah. At that there, time, are you Catholic? No. Well, I, was like, oh, I think. Okay. There are only two religions in the world. I think that's the way <laughs> And so, you know, we were, we were young back then, but it was like, after I said, I wasn't Catholic, the conversation died. There was crickets. 
<laughs> just silence. Um, so anyways, we, you know, he, we started chatting and then after like the first week, I, you know, I would make him laugh and we would had all these flirty times in the water and he said, Hey Katie, after training, would you want to go out to eat with me? And I was, I thought about it and I said, mm, cause I had to play it cool. And I thought, yeah, I'll go with you. <laughs> and so he had this little station wagon. He had a car, which was cool. He was a little older. He was graduated from high school and he took me out on some dates and and then you know from there we dated throughout the summer and you know he would hold my hand and um you know he would walk me to the door and he would kiss me at the door and it was just the chemistry was like insatiable and it it felt like magic um you know i would see him at work and we both got super tan that summer and um you know, it was just, it was just fun. I, I totally fed, fell head over heels for this, this guy. And, you know, throughout the summer, I quickly learned he was preparing to go on a Mormon mission. And yeah, so here we go. So here we go. (laughs) You know, so I quickly learned he was preparing to go on a Mormon mission and he had gotten, I think during the time we were dating, he had gotten this mission call where they, they send you like a, a call of where you are to go in the world for a two year mission to, to like serve their, their church. And his mission was going to be in Canada and he was going to be leaving that fall. And so, you know, I was only 16. It's like, Oh, he's going, that felt like forever away. You know, that we just had a different mindset back then. And my family got to know him. Um, I was actually living with my aunt at this time. And my aunt and uncle got to know him. And, you know, we all just loved this guy. And um, so he got his mission call. He had a farewell. And he told me, he, he told me he loved me. And he says, I'm going to marry you when I get home. And he said, let's stay in touch. And I'm going to marry you, Katie Downer. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, I was just always this hopeless romantic and I thought he's the one this is it this is the one and so he left and you know I wrote I would write him letters and he would send me cassette tapes of his voice back then there was no email or anything like we have now so he would send me cassettes and I would listen to it um and he would update me on his mission and I would send him letters. And then after a few months, maybe six months, he says, okay, Katie, I think one letter every two weeks should suffice. I don't think you need to do any more than that. (laughs) (laughs) I was a very committed, loving person in all my relationships. So anyways, so I wrote him faithfully, you know, consistently for two years. I mean, I kept my options open. I, I would go to dances in high school and, you know, I, I, I still continued my life here, but in hopes that when he would get home, I would marry him and that would be, we would have babies and all these things. So, um, yeah, that's, 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 that's the story. Well, that's part of the story. Maybe that's how it, <laughs> it kind of started and, uh, got going, but then you sound like you had no problem, um, finding uh or getting the guys like even as a 16 year old uh was that kind of a common experience for you like to attract the interest of guys um to you know to get that relationship going 
I think that is such a good question because I think, so if, when I look back and reflect on my life, I remember being as young as third grade when the cutest boy in class, quote, cutest boy in class, would tell his friends to tell me that he had a crush on me and that he loved, liked my smile. No. <laughs> And so I don't know if I was like, what, I don't know what it was, but yes, fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, I always had, you know, boys and then the teenage boys started liking me. And I don't know if it was just my personality coming from a big family. I don't know if I had a certain look that, you know, would draw a lot of guys in, but yes, I did. I like, for example, this lifeguard. How did yeah. me, the 16-year-old, two years younger, where all the girls thought he was the cutest guy there, why me? I don't know. It just happened. Like, how did I get partnered up with him? So much so that he even asked me on a, a date, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if I've always – I've. that's such a good question because I've honestly wondered how did I get so much attention? from guys and yeah. you know people would tell me oh I I can't feel sorry for you that you have too much attention you know it it sounds almost like a it's like sounds ridiculous but honestly I think getting so much attention was actually a negative thing um because I did get a lot of attention from guys so starting young and I don't think it was necessarily positive um but anyways, so yeah, that's a great, great question. <laughs> no, and then, and then what's uh, also interesting is that how quickly he was to almost lay claim to you and be like, I want to marry you. I'm, I, and so that's, I feel like that's something that I've heard from you before where the, the men that you date are so eager to kind of lock it down and make this commitment. And even to a point where you're like hesitant, you're like, whoa, this is moving a bit fast. Like you were 16 right? years old and this yeah. guy's like, I'm going to marry you when I get home uh in two years and you're like okay well we'll see <laughs> like that's a really long time yeah and and th so that's something else that I, I think happens to you a lot uh where guys like they 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 kind of hone in on you and they're like oh I I see this girl she has you know uh, a nice laugh a great smile like and they, they're they're interested in you personality humor I'm not sure what immediately draws them to you and then once they you know take you out a few times they are almost immediately kind of <laughs> swept away by it and like what what would you call them like um uh enchanted by you like they're <laughs> <laughs> so. do you put a spell on them i i would like to know because this no. has been happening for literally like 20 years like i it's don't know or I don't know if is it like an energy I'm putting out? Is it just that I'm so freaking charming? I I can't help it. I don't know. <laughs> because I don't view myself as anything really particularly special or I'm not a, a model or whatever, you know, like um I just see myself as kind of normal, just a normal girl. But I, I don't know if it's because I know how to connect to men. I have three brothers. That we, you know, taught me a lot of humor and how to connect. And I don't know if it's that or um, maybe just, I don't know. I was able to sweep guys in fairly quickly and to get them, without me saying anything, they would yeah, talk about. Yeah, you weren't pursuing them. 
No, Rarely. I wouldn't. Have I you, never brought you, up marriage. Have you ever pursued like a guy? Like, oh, I want, I want to date that guy. Rarely. So okay. my mom. So growing up, my mom would always tell me, "You never pursue a man ever. No, he <laughs> pursues you." <laughs> But I mean, I, I, I tried a little bit as I got into my late 20s. I'm like, maybe I need to try something new. So I tried and it was, oh, it was bad. It was stagnant. It was still definitely not something I want to try ever again. <laughs> no. So, so really it's, it kind these relationships kind of start off spontaneously and then you cast a spell over them, but then, you know, then it, things take a turn. And I think that's like, like you've we've seen that happen like over and over again uh and then so in this case for this story going you know back to the missionary so what happened like how did things take a turn with him right so we have kind of talked about this actually in the first and second podcast episodes here um so what happened with him was again it goes back to the to the religion mormonism lds faith which there's nothing wrong with them, but it is a very inclusive faith. You either die hard, fully believe, or you are cast out. <laughs> and so, you know, when he was toward the end of his mission, um, he sent me a letter and um, he called it a, a return missionary boyfriend application. And it was oh. kind of just a funny thing. It was a funny thing. It was kind of a joke. And I, I filled it out. He was going to be coming home, I think, in like a month or two. And I filled it out. And then at the very end, it said, please share your testimony of the church, which I was not, you know, that was not where my heart was. I mean, why was I waiting for a missionary if that's not where my heart doesn't make any sense? I was young. I was naive, whatever. So I wrote my truth. I wrote the truth out as to where my heart was. And I says, this is what I believe. And. Um, I don't think that the Mormon church is really for me, but I do believe in God and I believe in this and this. And I sent that letter to him and I just said, you know, I thought yeah, this is my heart. This is who I am. I sent it back to him. I, I didn't get a reply and I waited and I waited and I, I think I got one more letter from him and I'm thinking, okay, I know I kind of knew, you know, that was going to be a red, huge red flag for him, huh. you know, getting to know Mormons more. Because I didn't grow up Mormon, but getting to know them a little more as I was, you know, waiting for this missionary and things, I realized, oh, wow, I, you know, you, you got to be kind of a diehard Mormon if you want to marry one. And here I am waiting for one thing. I'm going to marry him. Yeah. Anyways, so he comes home from his mission. Um, I went to his like homecoming. He talked in his church and he hardly talked to me hardly even acknowledge me and I'm thinking what in the world is going on like I talked I know I waited him for two years we wrote letters all these things and then he saw me and he was like it was almost like I was a stranger he's like oh hi Katie how are you like it was so weird um and then I kept waiting and I kept thinking okay he's gonna call me he's gonna take me out I hardly heard from him um then he ended up being in the same choir as my sister at the university, which was kind of funny. And um, we saw him afterward and my uncle was there. And my uncle kind of called him out. He, my uncle saw him walking down this hallway and my uncle called his name and said, hey, come here. And he said, this girl has written you for two years. 
why aren't you taking her on a date? <laughs> and my <laughs> uncle was LDS. My uncle also went on a mission. I was not, you know, LDS. So it was like my uncle was kind of, it was nice. Somebody was speaking up for me, you know, even though I wasn't LDS and, and, and I liked it. I liked that my uncle called him out. And then sure enough, he, he asked me to go out. We got some ice cream and, you know, the chemistry just was different. Um, the spark was not the same and we kind of, it's like he almost tried to recreate it. It wasn't the same. Ultimately, this is where it came down, what it came down to. One night he called me on the phone and we had talked a few times before this, but he called me on the phone and he says, Katie, I need to know, do you, or do you not want to get married in the temple, which is the temple for LDS people? Only LDS people can go in the temple and get married there. And I, when he asked me this, I knew deep down if I said what I really felt, the relationship was going to be over. And so I said, I, I don't know. I don't know. And he got more firm and he said, it's a black or white question, Katie. Do you or do you not want to get married in the temple? And I was panicking on the inside and I just thought, oh my gosh, this is going to, this is going to determine this relationship. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. He said it again so firm. He says, do you or do you not want to get married in the temple? And I, I was, I remember exactly where I was sitting in that moment. It was nighttime. It was dark. And I just said to myself, I have to be honest with him. And so I said, no, I don't want to get married in the temple. I don't have that desire. And he says, okay. He says, well, I want to marry a woman who wants to go to the temple with me. And I says, okay, I, I honor that. And, and that was it. And then I think we maybe talked one more time after that. Um, and of course, maybe a, six months or a year later, he found a girl, got married in the temple. And I just remember it, it took me about four or five more years to fully get him out of my heart. I really felt like I had loved him. I really believed he was the love of my life. So it really took a long time to get over that. And did you ever speak to him again after that? No. So he got married. Um, I saw, I think on his Facebook or MySpace, whatever it was back in the day, he had, you know, posted pictures and I was, I should remember my heart was in my stomach. I was so sad. I was like, what, why couldn't that have been me? You know, why, why wasn't that me? And I just thought, well, I, I could never be that. That's not who I am. And it was so hard to see him with somebody else. But I just thought I, I would never fit the picture of what he wants with this Mormon life. I could never do that. Um, my, my mom ended up running into him, my mom and my sister, years later. I don't know, eight years later, saw him at like a baseball game. And, you know, he asked how I was doing. He was super nice. Um, and that's it. Never spoken with him. Um, but ultimately I've not regretted it. I know that I would now, as I've gotten older, I know that I would have never fit what he needed. Um, but at the time when I was just this young 16 year old in love, I had all the dreams and hopes. Um, but no, never talked to him again. Yeah, at that point, anything was possible, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Anything's possible when you're young and hopelessly in love. 
Do you think that he sent any other girls that uh, returning boyfriend application? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I was sure I was the only one, but maybe. I don't know. And, and he was asking you to apply to him to be his girlfriend? Right. When he came home. Uh, Which, when I... Yeah. That's an interesting approach. Have you ever filled out uh, any other applications to date? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, never. Just tell you, hearing this story, again, this is the first time I'm hearing this story. And so I'm um, processing it in real time uh, as you're talking. And I'm like, is that a red flag? <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, I think at the time it seemed kind of cute, like cutesy and innocent and just wholesome. Well, but yeah, I, like I guess what not because you were actually rejected based on the application. Like, I'm sorry, Katie, based on your application, uh, we are no longer considering your candidacy for this role. Thank you for applying. Best of luck in your future <laughs> relationships. Pretty much, pretty much. So I don't know. Uh, and so what really, what were, what's the takeaway feeling that you've had, like kind of after you've, uh, at now that you're, you know, like you've grown up and it's, you're reflecting on this memory, like what, uh, kind of what are the, what are your lasting feelings about this relationship overall? It's such a good question. I think about it a lot. I think, do you? I think, dang, if I had only been raised anywhere but here (laughs) anywhere but utah in this intense religious culture and say i had been 16 and fell in love with somebody that probably would have been it that probably we probably would have just stuck together but no this religious issue was in my face all the time and it's like i mean and then after him you know i ran into this issue a lot more more relationships one after the other after the other. And then I got engaged to a guy where he gave me an ultimatum when I was 24. He said, be Mormon and marry me or join or be a part of your faith and marry and go be by yourself. So, you know, this was a a big issue from age 16 to about 24, 25 years old, this religious inclusivity of Mormons and I've always thought if I had been raised anywhere but here where this intense religion wasn't in my face during the (laughs) the peak of my of my youth and where my when my heart was as pure and vulnerable as it could be I know for sure my dating life would be so different so different but I fell in love these guys fell in love with me and then you know it came down to a a separation because of religion and how devastating is that you know so I think so I converted to a religion when I was 18 so I converted to Islam Mm -hmm. when I was 18 years old Uh, but that wasn't to marry my husband who's Muslim I, I I I didn't have a religion growing up and it was something that I was really seeking in my teen years and I found Islam and I really fell in love with the community and and the religion and so I converted at 18 and then when I met my husband you know a year you know or a year or a bit more later um I you know it just so happened that I was also Muslim so we never encountered this challenge of like will you convert 
so we didn't face that but you know I really I can't imagine the situation that you were put in in that moment to have to decide you know should I convert Mm -hmm. and I don't know if I I can't even say for myself whether I would have been willing to convert to a religion to in order to marry um someone because it's so personal maybe other people wouldn't take it as um seriously or you know as as so heavy-hearted but it really is a big personal decision to make what religion you are yeah and I mean I did I tried and I've shared this some on my my Instagram my dating palooza like I did I tried to go to the LDS church it's not a bad thing it's a good thing it just it never resonated with me at my court I tried I wanted to be a part of it I tried so hard but it was like it never fit me it never suited me it always felt like it was I was a what's that saying a round peg trying to force a round peg through a square or the other way around a square through a round peg I don't know there's a saying <laughs> I can't think of this but it's it, it just felt like it was a puzzle piece that was not me I was not meant to fit this puzzle piece of of Mormonism and but I'm surrounded in the headquarters of the Mormon church and it's everyone around me is Mormon and it's like their lives are working. Why can't I make it work? What's wrong with me? You know, but it just, I, no matter how hard I tried, it was not me. It was not my heart. It was not my thoughts. It was not my beliefs. I couldn't force it. Not even for the love of my life. (laughs) No, exactly. Not even for someone who wanted to get married that badly. So I think that that's my, you know, the, closing question that I want to put out there to uh, the listeners is like, would you convert to another religion in order to get married? Because that, I think, you know, hearing your, like so far hearing your stories, Katie, that's the, that would have been the easiest solution, (laughs) you know, (laughs) just convert. Uh, And so I'm wondering, because I, as I said, I, I don't know if I would have been able to, so I'm interested in hearing um, other people's thoughts on this. Um, and that is, um, that's kind of the, the interesting question that I have today. Yeah. So Definitely. if you, uh, if you want to share, uh, your thoughts on that, uh, please send an email to the email in our episode description and share your thoughts. Would you, or wouldn't you convert to another religion in order to marry the man of your dreams? Is that a choice you would be willing to make or a sacrifice even that you would be willing to make in order to find love? Uh, And I think that for the next episode, Katie, I would love to dive into the story of your engagement and your fiance at 24 years old, because it follows a similar trajectory as, as the missionary, but you made it just one or two steps further. Um, With your fiance. So I would love to hear that episode next week. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so the the only reason that I, we get into anything religious wise is because I have nothing against, I just want to clarify, I have nothing against Mormons, but I did grow up here and it had a huge impact on me socially and culturally and a huge impact on my dating life. And I really think that this, this is what set me off in the direction I've been. And now I'm 35 and you know not married and I'm still 
like I'm trying to put the pieces together as to what went wrong in these 20 <laughs> years, you know? So I just want to clarify that. I, I don't mean to bring up religion. A big part of, of the journey that, that set me off on this track. So um, my question, so Courtney said, you know, if you have any replies about her question, but I also want to know, have you ever, for people listening, have you ever been faced with something like this? Um, have you ever had this difficulty in a relationship where, you know, religion was the deal breaker, um, on your end or their end and you had to choose love or religion? Like, was that ever a factor for you? Um, let us know. We are super curious. Um, also if, you know, any listeners have any questions about like dating in general or, you know, issues that might be happening in your dating life also feel free to send those in. Um, we'll keep everything anonymous. But as we move through this podcast, we'd like to be able to kind of discuss some issues that people might be going through in their lives and and see if we can offer, you know, conversation and insight into your experiences as well. Yes. So fantastic. So uh, we will be doing another episode on next Tuesday. And we look forward to converse- continuing this conversation. Yes, this has been so fun. And any questions, comments, feedback, we are warmly welcomed. Um, you can also follow my dating palooza on Instagram. Uh, message me there with questions, comments, feedback. We are uh, welcome. We like to listen to your feedback. So thank you so much for tuning in. See you next time. Okay. Bye.